swishing it around like a mm-hmm. wine taster. Um, exactly. Instead of tasting it, just yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll. Trace is trying to get me to 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 kill all my brain cells, guys, <laughs> by huffing, rubbing alcohol, <laughs> so that I can get some more smells back. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't feeling well this week earlier. Uh, earlier this week either is the English I was trying to say. English but... is hard. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it was just my sinuses. But like everything in my face was swollen. Like, I don't know. It was, it was bad. But I feel a lot better, which is good. That is good. I realized that I've basically been sick for the entire month of December. Except for when you came to see me and we all went to Tonewood. And that was fun. <laughs> It was like one reprieve for you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little break, uh, which was great, but it just went from one sick. I'll, I'll take this sick over the other sick that I had, though, any mm. day. I yeah, never no, want to be sick like good. that ever again. Yeah. I have something that I must show you. Okay. That I'm so excited about. You know how I do my little like wax stamp mm-hmm. for the for the, the rituals? Mm-hmm. on etsy and there's this shop called trumpets for two and they have the little signet rings and i got a jersey devil one look how cute oh so cute isn't it so cute so now i'm just gonna stamp my little jersey devil ring nice that's so fun i know i know <laughs> i love it so much have, have you tried so- it yet i haven't i just got it yesterday look how nice. cute it is He's my very favorite animal cute. ever. <laughs> wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're a farmer. <gasps> I am a farmer. Oh my god, what if I could like raise little Jersey devils? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I mean, you have enough woods in your backyard, they can go fuck off and hide. Oh my god, yeah. And there's like water, you know, there's a little mm-hmm. stream. Uh, there's a little pond oh my god imagine waking up in the morning getting a cup of coffee going to the window and in the pond there's just like these little baby jersey devils just like (laughs) splashing each other being so cute that would be very cute strict rules though that makes sense it's a fey horse Mm. hmm i don't know yeah maybe I i want a jersey devil baby (laughs) <laughs> but I don't want a mother leads it. Like I don't want to actually. Yeah. Well, hit up Margot. See mm. if uh, Randy has any connections. They're not. It's not by blood. It's by marriage. But it's still mm. important. Yeah. Still very important. Very very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone out there has tips on how to do some like real good, like family history search, please send it to us. Because mm. my dad was adopted, but I found out what his biological name would be. And I'm trying to figure that out. Hit up Without- Melanie or Diane. They both are pretty good at that. I know. I just don't want to have to like do the whole ancestry thing and like pay for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like Melanie is just a really good sleuth. I think she, she would <laughs> she would be able to, she is. <laughs> to track it down for you. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to Melanie. And then I'm yeah. going to reach out to Diane because I have not sent her her gift yet. <laughs> Surprise! I'm Surprise. your secret Santa. <laughs> I'm going to have to send it out today so that she gets it before this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm making myself have to do it. There you go. But I have to, you know, 
I'll have to, I'll sanitize everything before I send it. Yeah. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Also, I've decided that the black candle that I got from you with like the little handles is mm-hmm. a Saturn candle. Yeah. Because it's like the rings, you know? Totally. And it's black. So, and it's a wood wick. So it's like a burning, long term Bernie burner. Absolutely. That makes all of the sense. So I was going to light it before our episode, but I forgot. So I'm going to have to do it after. <laughs> I have a bunch over there. I just took some pictures of my manifest candles. And now I have like a bunch of the DIY candles, the, like the shot glass. Mm-hmm. I just, I produced a whole shit ton of them over nice. the past week to put up. And then I'm like, do I want to light my little candle over there? Go for it. I dare I actually, you. I have, I have, what? Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to grab one. I'm going to go light one of the, the one I have over there. On my old, The woodwicks last forever. I know. It's ridiculous. Well, I was burning the inner child one a lot during the moon because it was a cancer moon and it's like barely even made a dent in it yeah. at all. So, yeah. I, love I did tell you that is actual coconut, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Mm. It's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Also, my my Jupiter candle is it it it's all good. Yeah. Which is awesome. And it still smells delicious. Not that it wasn't always all good. Yeah. I was concerned about the burn pattern, but it ended up being well, that's, fine. Yeah. You're not like there's someone else that had a bigger bowl type candle that I made, but mm-hmm. I couldn't fit two wood wicks in it because it'd be mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's why I was telling her just that shit is all infused. Use that wax up, put it in something else or whatever. Yeah. Um, but hers ended up being good mm-hmm. also. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, there's magic in there. So it just figures it out on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think know. it's great the way that it like burned because the um, vessel is like still intact, like really well. And there's not a ton of wax on it, which is cool. So, yeah. Well, I, you know, I kind of like cook the wax mm. as I'm doing things. And then I let it like things marinate in it mm. before I pour it. So I think that gets a lot of like bullshit out yeah. of the wax mm-hmm. that's like preheated. And then mm-hmm. it like, think of like a simmer pot, yeah. but with wax. That's basically what's happening. Cool. And then pour the wax into the thing, mm. let it cool. And then you got a candle. And that's why it lasts a long time, too. Wow. So smart. I got big brain in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's just, what channel is it on? Oh. <laughs> Hail CERN. All right. <laughs> also, just one more thing I want to talk about. I feel really oh, professional man. now that I have a mic arm. It's great. It's like the most professional I've ever been in my life. We're stepping it up. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's yeah. up now. <laughs> it just gives me so much more space to like type and like do things There's with so my hands. so much more room for activities. You've got your mic a bunk bed. I did. That's good. I did. I did. Yeah. It's exciting. But that that's it. it. That's just exciting for me. I love you it. Know? Yeah. That, the one I have, it's like kind of. 
I just gotta like duct tape it. <laughs> or you can buy a new one for sixteen dollars on Amazon. But, all right. Well, one of my things for this year coming up is like I don't want to buy anything new. Mm-hmm. So like I'll, unless it's like I need to, right? But like I feel like you've been doing really good with that, and this year, like everything yeah. that you wear is pretty much thrifted. Oh yeah. Yeah, but then also, you know, well, I'm like, I don't thrift shoes really, mm. and I'm a fucking sucker for shoes, mm. like big time sucker. Yeah. But it's like I have enough. I don't need any more. I I am the shoes. <laughs> like that's me. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't need any more. I got one more pair that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> they better get here before the new year. They they will I think they're arriving today. Perfect. Yeah. Um and then I'm definitely good on shoes. I need to just get them all in a place. I'm redoing the closet for its final time. I love clothing. Yeah. But I'm not I don't want to buy anything new, especially if I have it. And also I'm gonna yeah. No, that's nothing new. Trying to cut down on food waste because food waste is such a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Resolutions. I feel that. I bought avocados the other day and they were hard and then I felt them today and they were mush. So I was like, okay. You know what? You can never fucking trust an avocado. <laughs> yeah. For real never. though. You can't trust an avocado. One day, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get allergic. Mm, yeah. Sad. So face. it's gonna go from the avocado not being the right texture to then it, it stabs you in the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't wish that out, uh, upon anyone. But yeah, you can't trust an avocado. Sad. It is sad. I wish they were more loyal. <laughs> uh, what sign is an avocado? I feel like they're like when they're re- they're maybe they're in Aries. It's like they're very takes or Taurus. It takes them a long time to like get to where they need to go. But once they're there, they're like super impatient. And it's like if you don't meet them where they're at in that moment, they're done. I feel like that's either an Aries or a Taurus. Yeah, it's a cusp. <laughs> yeah. This is the only one that will let happen. The only <laughs> cusp that's allowed is the avocado. Love it. Yeah. If you believe in that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. that is still one of my favorite burns that you've ever done do you see this candle yeah i do the woodwicks the- are, are wild i know that one too is like a small boy it's one of the the deep breaths one mm. i'm like is she crazy yeah, yeah yeah you keep burning you do your thing look at you dancing look at the candle look i'll, I'll light this woodwick too my inner child Whenever I light it, it's like, do you see it? I can see. Yeah. Yeah. That's just crazy. I found, I saw another like ice cream cone thing, Mm -hmm. but it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't coming home with me, but I got excited when I saw it, but it wasn't. It is the coolest thing. You want me to make one of those, the Greek ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take your time. This Jupiter candle is still happening, so. I got to put those up on the Etsy too. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah. But this 
ice cream cone is such a reflection of my childhood because we used to have little cups that were like fake cones. Oh, really? And yeah. And it just like, it is so inner child for all the reasons, but for that one mainly, it's like, it just, it reminds me of the good times of eating ice cream in my family home. (laughs) Yeah. The aliens are here. Maybe. Did you see that footage of the UAPs flying around Air Force One when Joe Biden was landing in LAX? No, I didn't. When was that? Like the other day. Oh, no, I'll have to I'll have to give it a Google. Some like plain nerds. I mean that in a very loving way. I love the word nerd. <laughs> Just went to record and get footage of Air Force One because it's like when else are you gonna do that? Yeah. And, like all mm-hmm. the other jets and stuff. And yeah, they have footage of like the spheres flying around it. I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> but it turned into a Jeffrey Epstein reel. And the person was like, yeah, look at this. Don't look at the list of names of the Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> still, still bringing it back to that, huh? Well, I think, I think there's like something else that's about to get released. Yeah, well, with uh, Pluto moving into Aquarius, I feel like a lot of stuff is about to get released. Oh, yeah, it's two days ago. The list of Jeffrey Epstein Associates named in the lawsuit must be unsealed. Judge rules. Here are the details. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's more than 150 names. I feel like we should trigger warning. Trigger it's warning. Wild. Uh, yeah. I don't know where the list is though. But I'll leave this up. I'll I'll uh I'll look into that. We'll we'll come back. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. I don't know if the if it's been made public yet. Mm. They're probably gonna wait until January twenty first when Pluto moves into Aquarius to do it. Probably. Do you think do what? you think Yes that the government has astrologers or do you think it's just like it just happens because astrology because i feel like wild shit happens in like coinciding with the the transits so do you think that they have somebody who like knows when the best time to do this is or do you think it's just astrology and the way that things happen i don't think that there's any way that they don't have some kind of astrologer type thing but i don't i don't know what would be the benefit of them purposefully syncing up with it mm. to the public with people learning astrology does that make sense do you know what i'm trying yeah. to say mm-hmm. like they don't care about us so they're not going to do it for us to be like <laughs> Unless it's just another way to like distract everybody, because mm, they know about them astrology girlies. Yeah, we some crazy girl. Can we just talk about the word girlies? <laughs> so my friend's daughter calls me girly pop all the time, and it's like girly my favorite pop? thing. <laughs> I don't know where like the girlies thing came from, but I am obsessed. <laughs> me too. I'm absolutely obsessed, and I love it. I love it so much. I mean, John even said it the other day because he there's going to be he's getting like a mural painted on the side of the building oh, cool. for the for the Instagram girlies. Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, oh, 
I want to be an Instagram girly. <laughs> but then I don't want to spend the time posting. But I just love girlies. Yeah. 2024 is the year of the girlies. <laughs> For show. That's- Especially because Venus is not going into retrograde at all. Perfect. So it truly is. The year of the girlies. The year of the girlies. <laughs> but I think the other reason why I like it is because like, grr. Mm, grr. Oh, the girlies are coming. <laughs> grr. <laughs> it could be kind of pirate. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. All right. So it's the, the year of the girlies. The girly swirlies. The swirly girlies. I am very excited about Venus not having any retrograde this year. Yeah, because the last one was a little rough, right? It was in Leo. So that yeah. was hitting your moon and my sun. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it didn't feel that great. <laughs> but like, it was okay. But girly year. <laughs> so we do have a list of all of the transits that are happening. But instead of just reading them off like... On May 10th of next year, this placement is going to move into this. <laughs> we kind of got some of like the key players, if you will, the big, the big moving transits. Also, some of the transits that have already stationed where they are, but how they're also going to affect us within the year, things of that nature. Like when we were looking at the bigger planets, I thought it was so wild that neptune moved into pisces in 2012 i didn't even i guess i wasn't i wasn't really studying astrology then so to me that just cut when i was getting the dates for everything that blew my mind that it's been there for that long and i feel like my spiritual awakening really started to happen there so i wonder if that's the same for a lot of people like a really like deeper and I don't have any placements in Pisces. My third house is ruled I'm sorry, my fourth house is ruled by Pisces, but I don't have any placements there. In it, yeah. So I think that that's really interesting. But anyway, one thing that we are going to go over is all of the retrogrades so that you guys can be ready for those. So if you want to get a pen and paper and get the calendars out. Oh, I did my calendar last night. I get added your calendars out, everybody, so you can mark your calendars. I added a bunch of stuff to my planner that Rachel got me. Yeah, we'll we have, have to matching planners. Have to, yeah, I got I got us matching personalized pl- our planners. I almost said planet from Paper Ooh. Source. You have to take a picture of it and post it so you can show everybody how cute yes. it is and how it says it's two Gemini's and a Leo at the bottom. Mm-hmm. We should get matching planets. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we Sit up NASA should. and be like, do you have anything that's not named that you would name two Geminis and a Leo just for funsies? Just for the girlies. <laughs> just for the girlies. It's the year of the girlies. <laughs> Can you do that for us? <laughs> Please. Please. <clears throat> it would be a good idea to write the retrogrades in this calendar, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I'm going to do that nice smart wicked smart so i think that the biggest thing that's happening this year is that pluto is entering aquarius on january 21st it is going to be going retrograde on may 2nd 
and will stay in retrograde until October 12th. And within that time, it's going to shift back into Capricorn. So once again, we're getting like this little tease of what it's like to be in the Pluto in Aquarius energy. But this is also the year that it finally settles down in Aquarius. And that's going to be happening in November. And then it'll be in Aquarius until 2043, which when that happens, I'm going to be 53 years old when it moves out of Aquarius, which I think is wild. Are you ready for the revolution? (laughs) No. (laughs) This is why I need the Garmin Solar Watch. It is. Because if something goes down, at least I can have a watch forever. Forever and for always. I'm coming to live on your property, Rachel. I have a feeling that's going to happen because I'll just have all of the food. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the reasons why I made sure I got one of the Farmer's Almanac this year. I'm yep. start prepping this pro- this ground right now, not right and now. And you're you're in the back of the woods. Like we could put up a a nice little gate fence, you know, a, mm-hmm. a barricade, if you will. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get the camper here soon too, because mm. we Wonderful. have an RV, but it's at John's parents' house. Mm. Well, Rachel, you're about to be a haven, a safe haven <laughs> for for the coming. I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I love it. <laughs> Uh, well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Hopefully we won't have to do that right away, but yeah, it'll be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, It's It's going to be fine. Which wars happened? The French Revolutionary War happened last time this was going on. What happened the last time Pluto wasn't in Aquarius? During the span of years, it saw the French, American, and Haitian and industrial revolutions, as well as the Age of Enlightenment. Interesting. And now we have so much more technology and information. I don't know. I feel like I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited for the the growth and the industriousness and like literally when it when Pluto snuck into Aquarius before that's when like ChatGPT and AI all came out at that like within that same week, you know, so Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really wild and I don't know I don't know if I'm ready for it but it's gonna happen anyway so it <laughs> doesn't matter if I'm ready or not yeah this is kind of cool also during the last time that uh, Pluto was in the sign uh, the invention of the first successful vaccine for smallpox was created and the discovery of the planet Uranus happened oh so my maybe- dear friend Maybe this really just means aliens. Mm. I saw a reel the other day that Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying that he doesn't think that aliens are here. Yeah. And I mean, he, he got, he's got a big brain. So, but at the same time, it's like, I seen them. (laughs) Not like they're actual bodies, but I've seen, I've seen things, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I'm just going to believe what I believe and we'll see what happens. How does that sound? I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. I don't I don't think it's going to actually be anything scary. I just like to scare myself sometimes. <laughs> I think that it'll be uncomfortable growth for a lot of people. 
Well, also with the Aries North Node and the Libra South Node still happening until January of 2025, I think that that is my only fear is the time between 11, you know, November 20, November of this year and January of next year, because those are two really heavy energies together, you know. And obviously there'll be other heavy energies in between, but the Aries North Node has already showed us a lot of destruction in different places in different ways, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. around the world. So, and even though it's like a very much a balance of self-mastery versus relationship mastery, the Aries North Node is still about destruction <laughs> and breaking things down to to start anew you know it's still the warrior regardless of the of, of it all so yeah. and chiron is still in aries and is going to be in aries until 2026 yeah never it's never and it's never gonna end it's never ending it's literally never gonna end which what the note we put down there was girl girlies For the girlies <laughs> yes it's been the girlies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say the Aries North Node and that violence that it's bringing mm-hmm. is just going to be a continuation of the chaos of too many sources of information, mm. which create confusion mm-hmm. and unknowing. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels like it's knowing, but false knowing. And it's going to work on breaking that down. Mm-hmm. Well, also, it's interesting because the sun enters Aquarius on June, on January 20th. And then Pluto enters Aquarius on Next the 21st. Day. So I feel like that is that conjunction is going to be pretty wild also because it's shining a light on all of the things that need to be transformed through Pluto, you know? What do you think is going to happen? I don't on, Janu- know. on January 20th. <laughs> a big leak of information. A huge, like, maybe like, the government is a lie. Everything you know is a lie. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to the government, but I guess because it's so revolutionary. It's an easy it's target. Like- yeah. you know they've they've done this to themselves that's true we didn't do anything here this is the they put they brought this on themselves but yeah. i feel like the information thing is 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 true like the the expansiveness of the information that we're going to be receiving but also maybe the transformation of that information also i don't know i'm worried about the internet i'm worried about like wi-fi and the internet and that kind of stuff because a lot of the stuff that the information that is being transferred is through the internet and a lot of the propaganda that's being spread nowadays is through the internet and even though like yes they can go back to newspapers and doing it that way you know i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of that's where majority of people get their news through newspapers no through the internet oh i was like what yeah i got confused but now i know that's okay I probably was confusing, so. Mm -mm, No. Yeah, I feel I'm on this, I'm on Refinery29 Mm -hmm. right now, and there's some quotes here that I like. One being, this 20-year cycle will correlate with major scientific, medical, and technological discoveries, as well as space exploration and learning more about life beyond Earth. 
and the breakdown of outdated systems and structures of power that ultimately are unjust and don't serve the collective. Mm. It destroys what no longer serves us, which isn't a pretty process, but creates space for rebirth and new beginnings. And Pluto's influence and impact is often associated with a phoenix rising from the ashes. We love that. Mm. We do love Uh, that. It will teach us that living constantly plugged into a screen is bad for our health and sense of well-being. We've already been seeing this trend for some years, but it'll also deepen. And the rise of AI, which we saw this year, is a result of Pluto entering one of the most mental forward, future forward signs of Aquarius. At its highest vibration, Aquarius is the sign of social fairness that sees all humans as equal. So over the next 20 years, we'll see people rise in many countries revolting against oppressive governments. Pluto and Aquarius will bring back revolution worldwide, and sometimes that is very needed. I feel like we are on the brink of that already, so it makes sense that this shift is happening. It will reactivate Aquarian themes of freedom, revolution, social activism, and technology, but this time they will stay active for the long haul. Also scares me, though. I know. (laughs) Well, because revolutions are never easy or nice, or they don't don't play nice a lot of the time, and... People that are in power want to remain in power. So that's also important to to remember, too. Yeah. But there is also going to be a lot of advancements in other ways. So hopefully the advancements of things outweigh the, the terror. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it just, like, <laughs> takes the veil off and people start to, like, see things mm. in a more, in a fair way. Kind of like what Aquarius is saying. So maybe that's the key, is that... Aquarius will be like, wait a minute, y'all are freaking out, but you need to look at all of these perspectives mm-hmm. and understand that, you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's also for the long haul. It's not like it's going to shift and then everything is going to explode, you know, it goes until March of 2043. So we have some yeah. time to work through these issues and all of that stuff. So hopefully it'll it'll be a smooth transition. Hopefully it'll be a smooth transition. People stop hating other people and can't we all just get along? Oh, I wish. Maybe that I, th- I feel like us all getting along is for the the Pluto and Pisces generation. <laughs> mm. Hopefully before then. Yeah, hope hopefully, hopefully. Okay. So then What else we got, Teresa? So another shift that's happening that Jupiter transits every year, but I love that Jupiter is moving into Gemini this year. Do you? I do. Do you love it? Do you love it? Of course I love it. (laughs) It's like, come to mama. (laughs) That's exactly like, I can't wait. Let's hug. Yeah. Let's hug. I mean, yeah. So Jupiter moves into the sign of Gemini in May of 2024, and it will be there until June of 2025. And what what we wrote down here was the expansion of knowledge. And I feel like that's going to pair really well with the Pluto and Aquarius transit. But it's interesting because Pluto goes retrograde like the moment that Jupiter switches into Gemini. So it's kind of like I feel like Jupiter is going to pick up the slack for Aquarius. Yeah, yeah you know? that's exactly. I was just sitting there thinking like it's going to kind of help keep the balance there until Pluto mm-hmm. comes back. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'll keep the revel like the ideas, the the creations, the innovations, all of that stuff going. And I absolutely loved what Luke said on our last episode about Jupiter putting like a microscope on things and making yeah. it bigger. And I feel like with that, with Jupiter moving into the sign of Gemini, it really is going to put a huge lens on top of just what we think we know and what is actually happening, you know? Also, I feel like because Gemini is so mutable and so able to be like a chameleon in things, it's not just going to be one thing. It's actually just going to like kind of crack the door open for all of the things, you know? Yeah all of the different things in our lives and how we can take off the rosy colored glasses and really see things for how they are. This is the day the aliens are coming. Ooh. Mark your calendars, everybody. May 25th. <laughs> the aliens. Yeah. May announced. 25th at 11 15 PM. The aliens are I'm going literally to writing land. down aliens and <laughs> with an explanation point. Who's excited. <laughs> She, I'm surprised Koji isn't excited. He's the alien hunter. He is the alien hunter. He's like, I know this already. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to tell me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever. whatever. Jupiter will also be going into retrograde in October. So that'll be October 9th. And it'll be in retrograde through February 4th of 2024. And it'll remain in Gemini that whole time. Which is, is, which I love. When signs go from one sign to another, I definitely feel like when they're in retrograde, I definitely feel like there's more lessons that need to be learned between the two signs. When it stays in one sign, to me, it kind of is like a breath of fresh air. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like, we're just yeah. learning this one lesson. We don't have to learn multiple, you know, yeah. <laughs> within yeah. this time frame. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't, it's not as, as. I, don't, I like the word that's coming to my mind is scary but like that's not i don't know when it when it, it's changing signs it's that gives me big daddy energy mm. like yeah. no matter what the planet is it gives me very saturn energy like ah, you missed this yeah don't forget i'm gonna throw you back in here real quick yep mm-hmm. you gotta learn how to swim yep 100 percent. or we'll see you again in 20 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely aliens 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 Aliens. oh my god i wonder if we can go have brunch with alien girlies (laughs) i would love that oh my god like lisa frank alien girlies (sighs) (laughs) yeah i want them to just do my hair (laughs) put like little like beads in your hair like yeah, what if like we're all scared but really like we make a bunch of friends? Yeah. Why not? Alien friends. I want to make all the friends. I love friends. Friends are great. Yeah. I want more. And I, I want actually... some that are not from this planet. Yeah. I love Futurama for that reason. Mm, yeah, I want Futurama friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dr. Zoidberg bender yeah. you know all of them the whole game yeah, yeah. All right, Lila. Well, um well i just wanted to say this i just had i just remembered a dream that i had cool. so i'm on a second i'm on the second floor in my house so this wouldn't be possible but i had a dream that there was a cat outside of my window just sitting there looking at me 
And I thought it was real because it was like my room, my bed, my life. You know, like I rolled over and I looked out the window and there was just a gray and black cat just sitting there like looking at me through the window. And I was like, what is happening right now? And then I actually woke up. Was that, was that just a dream that you had? Like just this night? morning. Just this morning. Yeah. I have nothing. It's the alien girlies in the form of a cat. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I hope I can say their name correctly. Hmm. They're going to have to spell it out for us. Teach us phonetically. I mean, they might not even be able to say our names correctly. Which is fine. Yeah. What if we just communicate names. through our brains? That's probably what it's going to be. Oh my yeah. god. Telepathy. Telepathy. What about... That's- that's Pluto and Aquarius. Yeah. That's what's happening. Right. We're going above AI. We're Te- going to start telepathy to- and teleportation. I don't. I mean, I want to teleport, but I'm going to let other people do it first. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let other people do it first. Maybe that's what one the, one of the things that CERN is trying to figure out for sure, right? Wormholes, and that's what you need for teleportation is wormholes. Yes, teleportation. Mm. yeah teleportation hail cern Cern. thank you for all your your hard work out there for us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i uh i wonder if they got our stickers i haven't heard anything i haven't either Mm. maybe one day i'm I'm gonna send another one i'm just gonna send it i have these thank you cards nice (laughs) just thank you (laughs) don't even write anything just send the sticker (laughs) yeah and then I'll, i'll i'll close it with my jersey devil's wax ring perfect love it i have some extra ones too i can send over all right so with the wormholes Mm. i don't know there's just there's so much that is i feel like astrologically the year doesn't seem as harsh as it was this year with things moving into different planets and stuff but we still have some key players that are remaining in signs that may still cause some disruption or some what's the word i'm looking for some chaos (laughs) it doesn't even necessarily have to be chaos no so with so what we're looking at is throughout the year Pluto is moving into Aquarius. We already discussed that. Uranus is going to remain in the sign of Taurus, uh, which it's been in Taurus since May of 2018, and it's going to remain there until April of 2026. And I cannot wait for Uranus to get out of Taurus because it keeps hitting on my Mars placement. And I feel like that is, that's been just a very interesting adventure for me. Yeah. And it's also like in my sixth house of like daily habits and routines and stuff like that. So I feel like there's been a lot of like interesting shifts and changes there. But uh, also while we're talking about Uranus, uh, it is important to mention that it is currently still in retrograde from August 29th of this year and will remain there until January 27th. And then it goes back into retrograde again. Uh, still remaining in the sign of Taurus from September 1st of 2024 to January 30th uh, of 2025. So we do get a little bit of a reprieve in there from like February to September. 
But I also feel like the energy of Taurus in the sign of Uranus is like very interesting because Uranus is ruled by uh, Aquarius. So the fact that it's in the sign of Taurus, which is like a very, even though Taurus, I feel like is the most flowery of the earth signs, if you will, I still feel like they do have a lot of like strict security issues. And because of that, it probably is like shaking up the sense of security in a lot of people to like what their security really means for them so if you've been dealing with issues like that especially during this time with with the retrograde that it's been in since the end of uh, august um we're gonna get a little bit of a reprieve for that until september which is rude right before anahata's rude yeah but (laughs) for me i'm very i mean there's my job ended literally that same day that Uranus went into retrograde. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And didn't wasn't Jupiter going into retrograde around that time too? I don't have the, the when Jupiter was in retrograde this year, but and Jupiter was in Taurus this year, which is your Jupiter yes, sign. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. So I'm excited for the twenty seventh. Let's go. <laughs> January twenty seventh. Yes, it's coming, coming soon to a theater near you. And then, yeah, it is rude that it goes back retrograde right before Anahata's, but. <laughs> but I also feel like that's probably a good thing, too, for the attendees, because it, it not that, not that Anahata shakes up your sense of security, but it definitely opens it up and allows you to view it in a different way, you know? Yes. Yeah, like, it, you get rewarded for being vulnerable at mm-hmm. Anahata's, and that. I think vulnerability is definitely a huge thing in the sense of security, like mm-hmm. feeling secure. Like we put the masks up, we put those things up, we have those mental the... wards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we have those. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I said the best for like the walls are up, mm-hmm. you know, and having them down a little bit there, you end up actually getting the most out of the poifos. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, when this comes out, the facilitator applications will be open. What? What? Just wanted to say that. So if any of you guys want to facilitate, go on the website. You can RSVP to the event to be notified when tickets go on sale. Yeah. I should have probably waited to the end, but. No, it's fine. If well, not, we'll... I would have probably forgot. <laughs> if Anna had remember, his Anna had his, Anna had his purpose. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that is in our shunnets anyway. So just hit up the shunnets and you will, you will find that there. Okay. So, so Security. security yeah we're still working on our security and we're going to be working on our security until april of 2026 yeah uh as we know saturn moved into pisces in march of this year march of 2023 and it will remain in the sign of pisces until february of 2026 how are you how are you feeling about this saturn and pisces energy i feel like i i feel like it also has a lot to do with the unlocking of information that's coming our way i don't know i would love to talk to somebody who's going through their saturn return right now and see how how it's how it's going for them because we well you have your your pisces in uh you have your mars in pisces so saturn and mars are going to be playing together for you for a while i don't know what that means Mm. i feel like it means that me to me it kind of is like Mars is one of the planets of like hard work. And so is Saturn. 
So with them two, like working together, like really focusing on your creativity and focusing on ways to expand it is where you're going to find a lot of success within this time. Which is what you're already doing naturally through like the Jupiter ritual stuff and your creativity through Anahatas and even down to your farming and just finding like different ways to be creative in, in the way that you're living. You know, as you said earlier, you're trying not to really have a, you know, bring more waste into the world. I feel like that's also can be like a very Piscean thing, wanting to just kind of live off the grid in a sense, like no carbon footprint kind of deal, you know, like that kind of stuff. So You know how that makes me feel? How? Does it make your butt hold tight? <laughs> it's so weird that that happened because you did it but your your face didn't do it so yeah my face <laughs> didn't do it i was like are you can you throw your voice now what just happened yo i want to learn how to do that that would be fun and saturn is gonna also go into retrograde this year from june 29th through november 15th and it will remain in the sign of pisces the whole time so we have that to look forward to. I feel like during that time, there may be some, I don't know, I, I don't want to say like issues with people's spirituality, but maybe like some doubt. I feel like that's going to be like, bro, aliens. Mm, so that like makes them question everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In May, the end of May, mm -hmm. when Jupiter enters Gemini. It's like, oh shit, here's some alien things. And then, was it 29th? Of June. Mm -hmm. Of June. Saturn's like, buckle up for the girlies. <laughs> Here they are, the Lisa Frank alien girlies coming through. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, man. Uh, so that's another energy that we're working with this year. And we're going to be working with it through uh, February of 2026. And I know I briefly mentioned Neptune and Pisces earlier, which started in February of 2012 and will be there until uh, ja January of 2026. Of yeah, until ever. Um, there's going to be a lot of shifts in 2026. 2026 seems like it's going to be a pretty big year astrologically for shifts. It's going to be the year that Taurus, that Uranus moves out of Taurus. It's going to be mm -hmm. the year that Saturn moves out of Pisces. Mm -hmm. Neptune moves out of Pisces. Mm -hmm. And Chiron moves out of Aries. So if we make it to that year, that's going to be a wild year. <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like it's, there's always, you know, when I listen to other astrologers, they're like, mm -hmm. two more years. In mm -hmm. two more years. And I'm like, can we just happen? Can it just yeah. happen? <laughs> well, we, we have to learn all the lessons and do all the things to get to that mark, you know? Well, that's a Saturn and Pisces. Spiritual mm -hmm. self-sacrifice. Hashtag learn it. Mm -hmm. Learn it, don't burn it. It's going to be the fall of the church because the aliens are coming. Mm. Yeah. It probably won't be, though. But it might be. But also, maybe, I know that we've discussed this before, but it's more about, like, interdimensional travel than it is oh, yeah. about little green men coming from outer space. 
Absolutely. It's Bigfoot. It's all the same. Mm. I want to go to other dimensions. Planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Mm. Um, just do it. You can just do it. I could. I could just time hop. Ever since that one experience that I had on shrooms back in October, <laughs> I literally feel like I can time travel now. It's so weird. Pew! I had a moment where I felt like I time traveled back to myself as a teenager. And ever since then, when I have these like really deep memories of things, I literally can feel myself there. It's very weird. But I think I learned how to time travel. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Now I actually just have time. to get my body to do it. Not well, yeah, or all of time and all of the things and all of your past lives are all happening at the same time. It just wears your consciousness up. Mm. So you can yeah. have it just where is your point of consciousness? It's here right now. Mm -hmm. You can throw it over there if you would like. Or not. Yeah. I can be wrong about everything. No, I think you're right. Because that's like astral travel. It's meditation. It's all of those things. You know, where do you go in your dreams? So many questions. Yeah. This is Saturn in Pisces. <laughs> This right here. And yeah. Neptune and Pisces. Yeah. Working together. <laughs> um, and then Chiron is going to be moving out. As Chiron is still going to be in Aries during this year. Uh, it moved into Aries in September of 2018. And it will remain there until June of 2026. With a retrograde happening um, it's in... With a Chiron retrograde happening July 26th of 2024 through December 29th of 2024. What's um, a Chiron retrograde? We're in one like, right now. Are we? We are. It, Have it, we talked it, about this? It's going to be coming. If it hasn't already, I believe it comes out of retrograde either on the 1st or the 2nd of this year of, of 2024. Um. Chiron's retrograde half of the year every year. So Chiron is kind of a mixed bag. It doesn't really have a schedule. Like a schedule, yeah. It it moves when and where it wants, essentially. Like it stays in Aries for like seven or eight years, but then in Sagittarius only for one. Like it just it it has like a set schedule, but it's not the same with every single zodiac sign. So, yeah, Aries is definitely one of the ones that it stays in longer. And I wonder if it's because of the retrogrades that that's, that's where it does it. Like, maybe it doesn't retrograde when it's in Sagittarius. So because of that, it moves through it quicker. Hmm. I, we're going to have to do some more research on that because that's interesting. And I've actually, I've been on a pretty big Chiron kick since the purpose. So, yeah, kind of continue that, that Chiron studies. But, uh but yeah, no, I find that really interesting. And I feel like uh, an airy, like a Chiron retrograde is not that it doesn't affect the collective because it does. But I feel like people that have prominent Aries placements, it's kind of like, here is your wounds. Here are your shadows. How are you going to work through them in order to not only heal yourself, but also heal other people? So for people Stevie, like Stevie, did you hear that? Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say people like me with an Aries moon or people like Stevie with like a million Aries placements or Coco with a million Aries placements. It's like a very big transformational time of learning how to become more independent 
How Steve, do you, you hear that? <laughs> yeah. This one's for Stevie. Yes. Stevie. Stevie. So, and also with the North Node being in Aries, it's like there's mm-hmm. a lot of just this like really thick Aries energy happening right now you know and not that the Aries North Node is bad because it does bring a lot of balance with learning how to really master the self manage the self but at the same time when it's working with Chiron which is like the biggest wound also it's just kind of opening up your eyes to what you need to learn about yourself in order to function in community yeah it's time to be a little selfish, unfortunately. No, not unfortunately. Yeah, not unfortunately at all. You have I to say be. unfortunately because I am very relationship based. Yeah. But but that is the north node, south node lesson here. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. the self mastery versus relationship mastery. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. My cousin, when she was going through her yoga teacher training. You know, at the end, you have like a class that you have mm-hmm. to teach to the class. And she did hers on selfishness. And I love it. Yeah. On like how to be like her yoga class was about being selfish and how that's okay. Yeah. I feel like selfish is a bad word. I don't like it. It is a bad word if you are bad with it. Yeah. True. You know, like I think I was just watching something on elon musk and he was like elon wants the world to be saved but he wants to be the one to do it i was like like that's just selfish and stupid <laughs> like you're limiting things when you're selfish in that way right but it's also like learning how to be selfless and selfish at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. learning how to 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 take the ego out of it yeah well the bad ego the bad ego yeah still gotta have the ego you keep us in check but <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take the bad parts of the ego out of it. Yeah. Or just look at it. Just look at it. Just look at it. Just know that it's a part of you. Would you just look at it? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Give it a hug. Maybe it's upset it because you keep trying to fucking kill it. You can't True. kill it. You're right. You're right. You're a hundred percent. Kill your ego. No. <laughs> no. You can't. Stop it. Don't anyway. throw it. Don't throw it, throw them. Uh, I think that was all of the retrogrades besides Mercury, which we definitely Whatever. should touch on the Mercury retrogrades for sure. I don't know if I mentioned the Neptune retrograde, so I just want to mention that again just in case. Uh, Neptune will be retrograde in Pisces from July 2nd. 2024 through December 7th of 2024, still remaining in the sign of Pisces. Mars will be in retrograde uh, December 6th of 2024 through February 24th of 2025. And the retrograde is going to happen in Leo and then it's going to move into Cancer. And I feel like that is definitely going to be a time of realization of pride and ego (laughs) for sure. And like how to how to then moving from that pride and ego to how to nurture yourself what are the best ways to nurture who you are and how you show up in life because even though leo is very big in community and loves to give they're also it's really easy for people with leo placements to get very down on themselves with like 
self-criticism and other people criticizing them and all of that stuff. I think stuff. it's interesting that it's also at the end. Like the retrograde is taking place during the nodes changing. Mm. Yeah. And like the Aries Libra with the self-mastery versus relationship mastery, I think just goes very hand in hand with a Mars retrograde in Leo and Cancer. For sure. Yeah. Because it is like relationships, self, like both of those signs. Mm-hmm. I feel really embody both of those in, in very different ways. Absolutely. So I wonder if that's kind of the same thing where Jupiter's taking over for a little bit. While Pluto goes back and is like, hold on, I'm going to hold this energy so we'll have a good transition coming back. Like, I wonder if that's also the same thing that's happening here as we'll be moving out of those nodes. But Mars is going to kind of hold on that energy for any uh, any late bloomers mm-hmm. that need to learn. Yeah, gives them that, that extra chance. It's like, here's your extra credit. Come on. <laughs> you got to do your extra credit. You didn't hand in your last paper. Yeah. And I find it really, I can't wait to, to, to do this again next year and talk about the nodal shifts because when the nodes shift, they're going to be moving into Pisces and Virgo, North node in Pisces, South node in Virgo. And then that energy is going to be working with Saturn and Neptune. So <laughs> I'm here for be it. a fun one. Yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, I feel like the North node is good because it definitely shines a light on our destiny points. You know, it shines a light on what, what's needed to be seen and, and heard and known. So through that, the age of the homestead, Mm. it's already happening. It is. You're, you're a part of this movement. You're a farmer. John made a comment yesterday. Was yesterday or day? I don't know. Time's not real, but he made a comment about us getting a cow. And I was like, what did you just say? (laughs) Do you know what you just said to me? <laughs> I will go get a cow right now. Yeah, don't don't give me that permission. <laughs> We're just gonna leap over quail, goats. Yeah, I was gonna say goats. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna leap. I mean, well, really, I want a donkey. We all mm. know this. I've been wanting a donkey yeah. for a long time. Yeah, but that's just to have a friend, right? Don't how do, dare what, you? What it's well, what did do? What do donkeys offer? Friendship. 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 (laughs) But they're also very protective of the farm. They're kind of like, like, they'll fuck something up if, Mm. like, a coyote comes to try to eat my chickens. Mm. And I don't think I can get another dog. Mm. I'm dogged out. For now. You know. For now, I'm definitely dogged out. Yeah. But a donkey is an outside dog. True. I feel like Ruin and the donkey would be good friends. Yeah. <laughs> His name's going to be Sunshine. And he's going to love it. I'm going to hang out with him all the time. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, idea. I need a donkey. Yeah, get a donkey. I want then... a bunch of useless farm animals. Oh, my God. Do you follow the useless farm? Yes. The emu. Oh, my God. Karen. I love her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't like I want an emu for like a week yeah just go visit her yeah i definitely i feel like i want to be her friend Mm -hmm. i want to be her friend i think you could be let's get her on the show let's figure out what her zodiac sign is we'll get her i would love to know what her zodiac sign is yeah i would love to know why she has a useless farm (laughs) 
and an emu that is vicious named Karen. So vicious. I love it. We'll reach out to her. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> yeah. So just to touch on the retrogrades that are going to be happening, just so that you guys have that info in uh, Mercury retrogrades that are happening. As yeah, you like, know, we've been talking about retrogrades this whole time, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Mercury. The Mercury retrogrades. So I did put on here that we just finished a Mercury retrograde from December 13th of 2023 through January 2nd of 2024. Mercury was in retrograde in the sign of Capricorn and then moved into Sagittarius. So by the time this episode comes out, thankfully, we will be out of that cycle. We will still be in the shadow period. As we know, the shadow period is usually a little annoying more annoying to me more annoying than the actual retrogrades most of the time so just keep that in mind over the next couple of weeks we are still in the shadow period of uh, mercury being in sagittarius and then on april 1st of 2024 we are shifting into another mercury retrograde in the sign of aries which will last through april 25th of 2024 and with that happening, um, that's also going to be working with Chiron and the Aries North Node. So I feel like that is going to be, once again, another really great time for really tapping into that self-mastery that we've been talking about and tapping into the energy of how to really take a step back and look at yourself and see what you need to do to make life better for you. Um, I think that'll probably be a, a pretty potent time for that. And then August 5th of 2024 through August 28th of 2024, we are going to be experiencing another Mercury retrograde in the sign of Virgo. By the end of it, it will be back in the sign of Leo. So with Virgo and Leo, even though they're signs like one right after another, I feel like they have very different energies. So with this retrograde, to me, it's kind of like, I would say that the common denominator between them both is that they have a hard time with constructive criticism. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like with that, there's going to be a lot of learning that during that time, how to be nicer to yourself, how to really tap into your innocence and your purity and how to let that part of you shine. And then the last retrograde of the year is going to be November 26th through December 15th in the sign of Sagittarius, which will be happening right smack dab in the middle of the Thanksgiving, uh, you know, gratitude day time frame. But I'm just grateful that it's not happening like throughout the like Christmas, Yule, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa time frame again. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I feel like having a retrograde in Capricorn during... <laughs> The holiday season is like just a recipe for family disaster or like okay. not not like necessarily family disaster, but like lots of family realizations. Yeah, for sure. I would like to also say that it supports the alien agenda here. <laughs> what supports the alien agenda? That last Mercury retrograde during the holidays it, in mm. Sagittarius. Mm yeah Sagittarius. Learning, communicating a higher learning mm -hmm. retrograde getting a little chaotic during mm -hmm. the holidays everyone's gonna in be like christmas learning. is a lie <laughs> yeah. keep aliens in christmas 
keep the extraterrestrials. Keep the X in Xmas for extraterrestrial. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> Scary. That's a guy that's funny. So that's like pretty much most of like the the things that are going to be happening next year. Obviously, we still have the transits that happen all the time, like, you know, Mercury moving into Taurus and the sun moving into Gemini, things like that. That's still going to be happening. But as for like the key players, the big players, the big shifts, the big changes, that's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, with that, I know that that was kind of all over the place, but if you could follow us, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was bouncing back and forth between a lot of things, but I feel like the information is there and, uh, you know, it's definitely there. And I think that, you know, the overall, you know, the, the theme, right. That's mm-hmm. been the, the thing is figuring out like what the theme is, mm-hmm. um, you know, revolution, sense of security self-sacrifice expansion of knowledge intuitive knowledge understand it's literally just observing mm-hmm. our minds are about to get blown open yeah we're going we need to just observe mm-hmm. we need to get everyone needs to get a garmin watch so that mm-hmm. we can check our blood pressure and our body battery mm-hmm that's really why I want to my bat my body battery. Uh, yep. Make sure you're getting sleep. Take your vitamins. Mm-hmm. And if something's starting to raise your blood pressure, take a deep breath. What is it teaching me? Mm-hmm. What is it that I need to learn here? I don't need to get super caught up. Things are shifting, and that's okay. Yeah, nothing good happens from comfort zones. <sighs> Mic drop. The only way out is through. It's true. Indeed. It's true. I have I have things. You do have things. So this will be out on the 4th. So that means if it's nighttime for you, I want you to go outside. I want you to go outside. And I want you to look up at the sky if it is clear. If it is cloudy, don't do this. <laughs> you don't need to do this. But if you look high in the sky, you're going to see Jupiter in the first quarter moon phases close to jupiter on january 18th if you're listening to this on the 18th saturday saturn saturn can be spotted (laughs) in the south southwest at the start of the month and as the month progresses saturn moves lower to the southwest sky right so that's where set that's where daddy's going to be in the sky for this month Mm -hmm. venus mercury and mars are in the southeast at dawn so if you're getting up early in the morning you look over there that's where you're going to see your friends uh venus mercury and mars that's so fun. I love yeah. this. Yeah. And Mercury and Mars are in the lower left of where Venus will be. And it'll be a challenge to spot in the morning twilight. So maybe like a little bit before the sun rises, which I mean is good because what's the, I don't think the sun doesn't even rise before like 7 a.m. for the month of January. True. Yeah. I think the, it's. Let's see. For the northern state, by the end of January, the sunrise is going to be starting at 721. So, like, you know, if you get up and yeah. it's before 730. I feel like you could able- you could make that happen. 730 yeah. is, you know, yeah. that's right wild. Now it's, it's, yeah, it's a good time right now mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. 
So as you know, I was reading the Farmer's Almanac last night. Mm -hmm. Yes, you were. I know I was talking about the Zodiac listings that are in there, and they're horrible. They're just absolutely Mm -hmm. horrible. And that's actually (laughs) not what I'm going to be sharing with you at all. I'm probably going to throw a random thing into the mix. Okay. Okay. So I was reading the Almanac. I mean, you said you haven't read one in a while. No. There's always these like little random like articles. Mm-hmm. And I want to read one to you about a woman named Victoria Woodhull. Okay. And then I have her birth chart and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> I want you to look at, at Victoria. Hello. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Vicky. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this to you, and hopefully it won't sound horrible because of my sickies, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so Victoria, candidate for president. Ooh. She was too young to hold office, but that didn't stop her from running. By Larry Wood. Thank you, Larry. Although Victoria Woodhull was a trailblazer for women's rights, many people have probably never heard of her. Those familiar with the name mainly remember her for as the first woman to run for a United States president, but she was more than a curiosity. Victoria Claflin right, was born into a poor family in Ohio in 1838. She had only three years of formal education, but was considered very bright. From an early age, she showed an interest in spiritual clairvoyance and fortune-telling, and she spent much of her youth traveling with a medicine show her con man father ran. Just on the snake oil. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Mistreated at home, Victoria married Canning Woodhull, a 28-year-old doctor, when she was 15. Ugh, hate mm-hmm. that. She soon learned he was an alcoholic womanizer, but mm-hmm. she bore him two children and kept his surname when she divorced him in 1864. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. About this time, she became an advocate of free love. About 1866, she married Civil War Colonel James Harvey Blood. Blood. Uh, who shared Blood. a belief in free love. And in late 1866, Woodhull and Blood went to New Orleans, where she was billed as a world-renowned magnetic doctress and clairvoyant. Whoa. Whoa. Is love right. this lady. I know. Two years later, they settled in New York, and Woodhull became increasingly interested in women's rights. Backed by Cornelius Vanderbilt. Remember mm. that? Yeah, right? uh, mm. She and her sister started a brokerage firm and a newspaper in which she announced her intention to run for the U.S. President, presidency in 1872. Wow. And in January of 1871, Woodhull drew praise from women's rights leaders when she addressed the House Judiciary Committee, arguing that women already had the right to vote under the 14th and 15th Amendments. Later, the same year, her lecture on constitutional equality drew thousands. In 1872, Woodhull secured the presidential nomination of the Equals Rights Party at the age of 33. However, her ineligibility to hold the office because she was younger than 35, the age Mm -hmm. the Constitution mandates a person must be, was not the primary reason most people viewed her candidacy as a joke. Her radical views alienated even some in the women's rights movement, a few days before the election, Woodhall caused a scandal when she publicized a past affair with one of her critics, prominent minister Henry Ward Beecher, mm. arrested for obscenity 
Woodhull spent election day in jail. She likely received a few votes for presidency, although no one knows for sure because they apparently weren't even counted. And later Woodhull moved to England where she continued to advocate for women's rights until she died in London in 1927. Wow. She lives a long life for that time. Yeah. She did a lot of stuff. She's wild. I just sent you in the chat her birth chart. I love her. What a crazy like roller coaster. Yeah. A roller coaster ride. I want to be her friend. I love that she's all about that free love in the 1800s. Yeah. I mean, she almost lived to be 90. Right? She was born in 1838. She died in 1927. Uh World renowned magnetic doctress and clairvoyant. What a boss ass title. (laughs) Right? I want that title. Well, she is a Sag rising, so we got that in common. And we also have the similar uh, Mercury placements and Chiron. So, you know, I could embody her very, very well. Yeah, Victoria Woodhull is a vibe. Venus and Virgo, though, with the free love. I'm surprised about that. Where does the free love in the 1800s come from here? I guess maybe the Sag rising, too. Mm, and the Libra sun, even though the Libra is very mm. relationship based, they also just want to love in general. Maybe and Chiron also the cancer. Yeah. And the Scorpio moon. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I the literally Scorpio just moon. looked up the birth chart right now. So I'm also looking at this fresh with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Scorpio moon for sure, because I feel like we know somebody that has a Scorpio moon that is also loves free love as well. And I find it really interesting that that is in that placement. I think that with the Scorpio moon, it's kind of like you just want people to accept you for who you are and where you're at in that moment, no matter what your emotion is. So with the free love portion of it, it's kind of like not one person can give you everything that you need. And that's what the realization is that she that that she probably had within that placement or within a bunch of placements within her chart. I would I I get how the Virgo Venus would be confusing with like the free love aspect of things because no, I think it makes sense now. Yeah, but also um, Virgo Venus is like very much wanting to be of service to others, but it could also be controlling in love too. So yeah. or not wanting to be controlled in love. Mm-hmm. yeah but no i think it actually it makes total sense because i didn't even i literally i don't know my brain just went to random planets i didn't even like look at the moon and the sun mm. when we started here but i think <laughs> it makes sense with the venus and well with the mercury yeah too. it's like i can tell you what it is that my brain my moon brain is thinking yeah and also the Mars and Leo, too, because it's kind of like, I just, I want to love. I want to give love. I want to receive love. I want to be love. You know what? Victoria Woodhull fucks. She does. <laughs> she does. And she deserves it. <laughs> she that does. Was a tough upbringing. It was. I married she- at 15 to an alcoholic womanizer. But she rocked out. She made the world what she wanted it to. And I think that that's really special. She ran for president yeah. in the 1800s. And no one talks about her. Probably because they were like... Well, also the fact that her votes weren't even counted. 
Yeah. Fucking patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) And she was arrested because she fucking told people that she had slept with a minister. And they arrested her. Yeah, no, it was all bullshit. They just didn't want her to be there for the election. Yeah. It's all a farce. Yeah, you're right. Poor Victoria. Yeah, I just wanted Victoria with her chaotic energy to have a little airtime. A little airtime. Yeah, she deserves it. I want to put her on my altar. Yeah. I'm going to put her on my ancestor altar. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's what you could put in that little picture frame I gave you. Perfect. Just a of her. What's on the back of the page? Perfect. There's an ad on the back of this. I'm perfect. Out. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, so if you guys want to know her chart fully, she is a Libra Sun, a Scorpio Moon, a Virgo Mercury, a Virgo Venus, a Leo Mars, a Virgo Jupiter, a Scorpio Saturn, Pisces Uranus. Aquarius, Neptune. Sorry, my computer just made a noise at me and it scared me. (laughs) A Aquarius, Neptune, an Aries, Pluto, a Chiron, Cancer, Cancer and Chiron, Sag Rising, and Virgo, Midheaven. Oh, I'm actually not sure about the the Sag Rising because I don't have a birth time. Mm, But I feel like it makes sense, though. It does. So we're just going to accept that as a fact. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And and move forward with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's really fine. So that's Victoria Woodhall. She's she's giving me she's giving me Pluto in Aquarius. Yeah. For you sure. Know? She's Well, she yeah. has the Neptune in Aquarius, so that makes sense. That's somebody that's like super connected, super interested in the unknown super interested in astrology astronomy like all of that stuff yeah she's giving like she just she's giving me the vibe of the 2024 yeah she's starting a brokerage firm she started a newspaper she's like fuck y'all i'm running for president mm-hmm. and i'm a she's clairvoyant like, yeah she's just gonna do her and that's what that's amazing i'm so happy for her yeah I wish that I knew her. I could meet her. I'm going to travel I mean, back yes. in time. Yes, I would. Like, I would. But also, you know, don't meet your heroes. True. <laughs> she That's probably, true. Yeah. That was a different time back then. She probably also had a lot of sucky views. But true. Good old Vicky. Vicky. Oh, look at. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Are you going to share with the class? <laughs> There's this photo. I'm going to share this link with you. Okay. Because it's just giving me yes. I now take back everything that I said. I want to be her friend. Because this photo is everything. The sass. The like, I'm a judge. Let's see. The outfit. Oh, yes. We need to post this. That picture. For sure. Yeah. She's known as one of the most colorful characters of the 19th century. Love that. I do too. She worked several jobs as a cigar store clerk, a seamstress, a stage actress, and a spiritual medium. I want to be her. You are. Imagine. I 
I'm just her reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Wait, Victoria and Taney were able to capitalize on their relationship with Vanderbilt to make a fortune acting on tips from the tycoon to build a fund of almost $700,000 within six weeks. Whoa, that's a and lot of money. Especially back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Victoria settled in New York and married were married to James Blood. Blood was St. Louis native who commanded the six Missouri volunteers during the Civil War. Okay, so it's her sister, Tenny, continued to work as healers, becoming equated with. So I guess maybe they did fortune telling and stuff for Cornelius Vanderbilt. Ooh. The two were billed in the press as the bewitching brokers and the queens of finance. Wow. Making the first women to operate a brokerage firm on Wall Street. That's so cool. I wonder if there's like places I can go to see, you know how like they have like historical landmarks. I wonder if there are any historical landmarks for her in New York. Yeah. We should go and try to summon her spirit. She was the first woman to directly address the congressional committee. I'm so happy you found her. I am too. Thank you, Farmer's Almanac. Thanks, Farmer's Almanac. Thank you, Larry Wood. Thanks, Larry. 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 Oh, guess what? Chicken butt. I can run for president. You can. Which, oh, that's also something I wanted to say. How wild that you can have to be 35 to run for president, but all of the presidents we've had are like 100. 150 years old. I think Barack Obama was probably the youngest president we've had. In our life. At least in a while. Yeah. Let's see. Was it JFK that was youngest? Oh, yeah. JFK. For sure. I could be wrong. No, I think JFK was probably younger than Barack. Well, yeah. Who was the youngest to run for president? No. Elected. The elected. Yeah, it is JFK. The youngest man elected into office. Well, we need some more of that energy, except no assassinations, please. How old was he when he became president? Let me see. He was 43. Interesting. And our oldest president elected is our current president. Mm. What is he, 87? 77? Mm. Seems 87. Uh-huh. <laughs> Still, that's very... I mean... It's not old if you are taking care of yourself properly, but my uncle just turned 70 and he's like one of the most youngest people I know, like young at heart, you know? 77.28 years is the life expectancy of the average person in the United States. Mm. So somebody that age shouldn't be running for president. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Just got real political real quick over here, but... uh I feel like this whole episode is pretty much us bashing the government anyway, so <laughs> Yay, might Pluto. as well end it with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what's we going are, on? We're going to have a, a great year ahead. Uh-huh. We're going to embody Victoria Woodhull. Yes. That's what we got to do. I'm going to save this image and I'm going to make her my background. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I have the image. I was going to say send it to me, but I have it right here. I'm going to post right. her cool. on our Instagram so you can see the majesty that is Victoria Woodhull. Astro Ho's out. Astro Ho's out. Happy New Year. Happy New what Year. What is your word of the year? Think about it. Oh, yeah. I haven't decided my word of the year yet. And I have to well, do a color reading with Coco for my color of the year. 
but I did do my tarot spread and I have all of that. So it's exciting. I have mine too. I just put it in my planner last night. I feel like I want to do it again. <laughs> Imagine you do it again and all of the cards, same cards come out in the same That's position. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> I just got to think of my word of the year. Well, next time we, we come on Revolution. Here, um, oh. That was very loud because you were so close. <laughs> so, I put my nose on it. Revelation. I no, love I it. Think, I don't think it's that. Because that was that's similar to what I forget what my year my word was this year. I'm not good at this. You gotta write it down. Yeah. It was very I remember it was close to revolution transformation type shit well next episode we'll report back to you with our word of the year i know what mine is okay chilling chilling love it 2024 we'd be chilling bro chilling waiting for them astrological girlies come through the girlies that's the word of the year girlies chilling girlies (laughs) all right Happy New Year. We love you guys to a very successful 2024. Yes. And hopefully next episode, I'm not sick. Praise be. Hail CERN. Hail CERN. Astro Hose out. I know you probably, I was, blah, 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 blah.